welcome to the Let's Talk Leadership podcast. Hi Dan, how are you? I'm very well, thanks Sandra, how are you? Good, good, yes, I'm good, thank you. I'm glad that we finally got here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, it's for one reason or another. We um, we've uh, yeah we've tried to put this in a couple of times, and I think I was really interested to and and Dan, our head of marketing, was really keen to have this conversation yeah. because we were just chatting earlier, weren't we? That it it's particularly is still a hot to- yes. topic, particularly at the minute, given the current economic climate and the challenges and the difficulties that we're going through. So. Yeah. Really keen to have a chat um, about the difficulties and challenges around productivity within um, remote versus hybrid sure. and, and full time yeah. in the office. So before we do that, um, just to set a little bit of context, it'd be really great to give um, a bit of an introduction. So currently, your CTO at Bead Gaming. Bead Gaming, that's correct. Um, you um, you sort of worked your way up through um, from a software engineer oh, many, many I've, years ago. Yeah, I've been around the block a bit, so <laughs> uh, 20 plus years in the tech industry. So I, I went, I did a degree in software engineering, was a um, software engineer contractor, uh, moved into architecture, and then probably in the last 10 to 15 years, mm-hmm. more senior leadership positions. Um, you know, I kind of had a, a bit of a nap in terms of understanding the business and the customer whilst obviously being pretty good on the, the technical side yeah. of things um, and I very much enjoy you know you know technology strategy you know how do we drive value from our technology how do we enable our, our, our businesses to grow how do we deliver a better customer experience so while still working as close as I can with with engineers because for me that's the, the fun part so Fantastic, brilliant. And you've also had, along that journey, you've had a bit of a stint in consultancy as well, haven't you? Like, a, a like setting up or y- yes, so growing I, a consultancy? Yes, I did. Yeah, so um, can I say the last I can? I don't know. So, yeah, it's on my LinkedIn. So, 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 so I helped set up a consultancy with Fruition Consulting. Um, and that was, again, really, really interesting. Yeah. Uh, great to be part of that and see that, that, that business grow as well. And, that, you know, that was addressing, I think, the need in the market around, mm. um, you know, sometimes the big consultancies, it becomes a bit of a, a numbers game and the quality yeah. lapses. And that's yeah. that's kind of, for me, you know, when I'm running a, a technology operation, I need to, to either have experts or mentored resource, um, the quality is number one. Um, so that was, you know, it was a good experience. I'd done a lot of professional services prior to my time there, right. um, but it was, it, was, it was good fun. Yeah, cool, fantastic. One very interesting, varied background. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. (laughs) Um, So I'd like to talk a bit more about productivity um, regarding remote workers versus um, hybrid working. Um, According to a recent Microsoft um, study, it was reported that, um, particularly within engineering and, and development, software development, that hybrid um, and remote workers reported highest productivity levels versus yeah. um, you know people 100% back in, in the office, yeah. which, um, which is interesting and obviously there's lots of variables yeah. um, within that. So it'd be really interested to understand your take um, on that and your experiences throughout your journey, particularly, I guess it's only become more of a thing sort of in the last two or three years, really. Yeah. Um, so what's your, can you talk about your experience with this? So my, my own personal experience, obviously I used to work in the office a lot when I was, um, say, as a software engineer or as yeah. an architect, but um, as I, I guess depending on where you're at in your career, when I moved into more senior leadership positions, I, I'd be in lots of different locations, right? So maybe I'd be working from home one or two days a week, I'll be on client site another day in the he- London headquarters another day, a, a, a regional office, 
um, another day, maybe in Europe. So, from my own personal experience, it's, this um, kind of concept of hybrid is it's pretty much been normal. Um, I think when you're looking after engineers, and, and it, in my view, it depends on the type and scale of organisation you are, mm-hmm. um, how well does that fit in terms of the, the operating model, um, and then how you define what is productivity. Um, so I would always link productivity to, to value released. So if we're, if we're living in agile worlds, you know, we want to deliver value continuously, we want incremental value every two weeks, ideally. Yeah. Um, and so I guess the challenges are, you know, when you're working in um, different models, how do you ensure that that value is, is continuously there? Uh, and I think with uh, software engineering and a number of other roles, it's yes, you can do that remotely, right? Um, and there's obviously some pros and cons. Um, my experience is uh, around probably not so much productivity, but innovation, uh, which uh, I think when you come in together as a mm-hmm. as a group of people, I think you can I think you can muster better levels of innovation. Um, productivity, I think, again, type of organisation. Right? If you if you're a big retail bank, you know, are you really shipping that much value? at that yeah. level of frequency because you've got complex systems, you've got legacy systems, you've got regulators. Um, so maybe in those instances perhaps, you know, you could you could argue either way whether, you know, is it is it are we more productive with people in the office or, or not? I definitely think engineers when they want to get some head downtime, mm-hmm. or if you're DevOps and you just want to kind of crack out some Terraform, um, maybe yeah, absolutely, just doing that from home. But there's a lot of other things that fit into that engineering ecosystem that isn't just the coding, right? That is a small part of the role. I think being able to collaborate effectively, to be able to communicate, to share ideas, to test ideas. Um, and if you're kind of working in live operations, like, you know, you've got incidents, you need very short feedback cycles. Um, and I think, so that again depends on what's your role, maybe the type of organisation, if you're in a small startup. You could probably get away with being yeah. remote, right? Because there's only a handful of you. Yeah, I guess. I guess in within that, you, you touched upon um, collaboration and um, innovation, and I think you know you you, you talked about um, losing that um, you know value add there in terms of the quality and, and the end product that you're delivering. Um, and I think do you know do you, do you think it is that because you know if we think about a developer or an engineer. Um, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, yeah. um, it, their their roles and, and, and also developers, as, um, their skill set, particularly the soft skills, have shifted yes. um, over the years. Yeah. And do, do you think that that, because I, I mean, my background's all recruitment within tech, yeah. um, but I've been doing it for 21 years, and I remember those days where, you know, the, the difference between speaking to a developer now versus 20 years ago yes. is is worlds <clears throat> apart yeah sure um and do you think that you know some organizations and some teams have almost been in danger of because there's still a lot of companies that are completely have engineering teams that are completely remote complete 100 yeah. not even doing hybrid um and do you think that sort of bringing back some of those old traditional working styles and it's, um yeah. I've seen developers working in silo. Yeah, it may do, and I think the the, the, the big challenge I would have, in, or, or my observation, should I say, is around because most engineers are now working in some kind of agile way, so they have a concept of a squad or a, a team, and that 
that becomes your world, right? Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, that's six, seven people. So and that's a very small world versus actually being in with a wider group of people with different roles as well. So you're interfacing more with you know, non-technical people, perhaps people in other departments, disciplines within an organisation. And I think that, that becomes, if, I think if you're early on in your career, I think that could potentially be quite damaging. And also, for me as well, you don't, if, you, if you just kind of live within your squad, then who, where are you learning some of those softer skills? Like how, do you, how do you see, well, that's, that's a good leader, that's a bad leader, mm. or what are those behaviours that are good versus not? And I think it's probably too early to see whether that's actually having a negative impact. But logically, I can only assume that if you calibrate to your, the world that is around you, right, and, and therefore if your world is six or seven people and you don't deviate from that, that, that's quite a small place. Yeah. I'm just wondering as well if, because um, obviously you, I, I just want you to talk about development and progression because you were talking about um, personal development there, yes. weren't you? Yeah. Um, and I'm just thinking how that would impact p- promotions and progression. Um, you know, so obviously you've, you've worked your way up quite quickly from yeah. software engineer to architecture and then into more lead technical leadership roles. Yeah. Um, you know, do you think that that the sort of the new norm as it is now that that's going to impact and slow down potentially th- for some people progression opportunities I, th- I, th- I think so especially if the hybrid policies are a bit more fluid as well yeah. so you kind of it's more optional and I think and again it comes to what stage of career you're in what size of organisation some organisations would be very rigid and you know perhaps maybe government based organisations to how you progress but all you know, any other organisation where you know there's there's a role or promotion coming up, you know, and if you want to go into that, like what's you know the hiring manager does that individual have a visibility of you? Yeah. And I think those are the things that I feel must must be missing um, if you've been consistently remote. Whereas I think hybrid gives a nice balance around you know maybe I'm two three days in the office and I come there to be part of a wider group of people I'm interested in being part of that organisation right I'm not just a cog in the machine doing yeah. cutting it's some about code. adding like, value to is, other yeah. areas of yeah. the business and people yeah. as well isn't yeah. it exactly um, right and I think is, I mean that's the whole definition of me as a company as an organisation so how do you bring a group of people together yeah. with a shared set of goals and absolutely maximise that and I think to do that where you've got fragments of people who kind of maybe are less engaged or you know, you know, aren't aren't there with with everyone else? I think must be a challenge. But I do think, again, from a career point of view, it'd be interesting to see whether that does that is a disadvantage. I I, I think it would be if it, if you're not visible, right? You, yeah, you've got to I, be visible. I, I agree. I, I think if you're not visible, um, and you're predominantly working from home. Um, I just think it'd be very, very difficult to see the wider impact on the business yeah, um, yeah. and ha- and to have that impact on the business and people around you. I just don't see how it's possible. I know from my personal experience, I mean, that this isn't a typical week for me, but for example, this week I've been in the office every single day. Yeah. Um, and two things. One thing I've missed and I've struggled with is having that focused, quiet yeah. time when I'm at home and there's, you know, when I really need to concentrate and focus on putting a plan together for something, yeah. or, you know, doing some documentation, etc. Yeah. 
Um, I do really struggle to do that in the office. Yeah. Um, however, the number of conversations I've had this week and the work, the out, my outputs this week, I know that I've added more value um, in those deliverables by being in the office. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So personally, I I feel like it needs to shift. Yeah, I, th- I think um, so. I think, um, like I said, it's the, t- it's the task in hand of the organisation. So if, if if you know if we're figuring out a new concept, like it's like ten times quicker for us to huddle around. A physical whiteboard and yeah. thrash this and stuff out, right? Out, yeah. Or if we're spiking something for a couple of weeks, if we're kind of doing something which is kind of some small feature enhancement on some huge legacy platform that is, I don't know, delivering some core banking services, right? You know, yeah, you can do that probably remote. You're not really moving the needle. You know, it's, it's small mm-hmm. steps forward, and it's very, it's discreet, and the processes are heavy that sit around all of that. Um, so, but I, that's, that's what I said, it's, there's no single right answer. I think it's very much determined on the type of organisation you are, the type of work, and only what kind of culture do you want within your organisation. In my own personal opinion, I've really only seen sort of high-performing engineering cultures where you bring engineers together. Um, and has that been a hybrid model? Or? Predominantly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they, there's, there's flex, right? Uh, and I, I call it flex hybrid as well. So if you want to go and drop the kids off or, you know, whatever like that's that's not a big deal because we're looking at value we're not looking at mm-hmm. you know time in the office we're looking at actually you know what what's the value delivered and that value is is delivered by at a team level and then you know a, you know, a, a tribe level um, so how do you maximize that uh, and again it depends on the type of work that's being done but in general my experience is if you bring smart people together and you put them in the right environment with the right you know, levels of autonomy, you know, yes, we have guardrails and alignment, but if everyone's kind of working to that same goal, you know, when, when it's going, it works really, really well. Yeah. Um, and it's quite empowering to see, actually, uh, when, when it's working. It's very few and far between. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but it's, um, it's about bringing, in my view, it's about bringing people together with a, a very strong direction in terms of direction of travel. Um, and then the, the autonomy to actually... To do that, um, and, and that I think worked up to a level in terms of numbers of engineers, right? You know, maybe hundred or so engineers. If you're talking about five hundred thousand, mm-hmm. it's way more difficult to kind of to kind of create that. Yeah. What do you do? I'd be interested to understand. I know you've only been with Speed for three months, months yeah. now, um, but it'd be interesting um, if you're comfortable with that. If you're okay and you're allowed to talk about it, <laughs> I might be able to talk about it. <laughs> Just um I guess just more of an idea of what the model that you, you operate at Bead, yeah. how that works, does it work, doesn't it work, what modifications need putting in place in order for it yeah. to the team to be more productive if they're yeah. not. So this this is yes a hot topic in Bead. So okay. um so it's uh, so we, we we operate in a hybrid Right. Um, but a lot when of, you say hybrid, are we talking three two, or is it like two, it's a bit flexible? It's flexible, basically. Okay. Um, and yes, we need to kind of put a bit more higher edges around it. Um, and some people choose to actually kind of maybe be more remote, and others are in every day. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of so we haven't necessarily been directional in terms of saying like you must be in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, I think we have ambitions that it'd be great to, to have people come come in a bit more often, um, and, and but we're doing that for the right reasons, right? So this is about 
how do we create a, a um, you know how do we maintain our culture? The B, the B culture is fantastic, fantastic set of people, really strong company, great tech. But so how do we how do we how do we keep that going? How do we yeah. enhance it? Um, and that's where we you know if you're going to collaborate and kind of share ideas, those are the things. We're not going to just say right, come in, Sandra, on a Tuesday to just knock out some code or a project plan like that. That can be done in isolation exactly exactly right so so we want to encourage that and we do also have a number of people on remote only contracts Um, and and that's that's predominantly because that I um, marking conditions at the time and also um, specific skill sets that that we require because there are clearly benefits that you can reach a a wider pool of resource um, if you're taking remote only candidates Mm -hmm. so we we have a little it has these pros and cons it has its pros and cons absolutely so there's there's specific skills maybe Mm -hmm. in infosec and things like that Um, you know yeah okay we we can take that uh, from a remote point of view but we encourage like our our people on remote contracts to come in as well Um, and the office is is set up for that as well right so it's got everything you want in a modern office um you know lots of space yes we could deal with some more meeting rooms it's Newcastle isn't it it's Newcastle on the outskirts of Newcastle but it's a good location it's easy enough to get to um but yeah so we um it is a hot topic and we are discussing it so you may may or may not need to edit this bit out but um but yeah it's um I I, my my personal opinion is if we if we could have people in more frequently I think we can really foster um a, a better uh, engineering culture and also um, I'm really keen on like, how do we drive innovation which I think we'll probably come on to but um, but it is it is it is predominantly engineering that are in the the remote camp as opposed yeah. to yeah, it is, product absolutely. or you know or PMO type people you may not may or may not have come to this point as yet but I'd be interested to know and I think our listeners um, will be quite interested in this is um What's your views, advice and opinion on how organisations or engineering teams make that shift happen? So, for example, they've made a decision, they've looked at productivity levels, they've looked at the numbers, and a lot of businesses are doing this at the minute this year. Um, And, um, you know, and that particular team or business feels that if they have their team in more, working in those collaborative environments together, um, when they're working on particular deliverables yeah. that they know will generate a higher um, productivity level if they're all in the office together working together, yeah. how do you think people can make that shift to ensure that it doesn't negatively yeah. impact culture? Yeah, as in to bring people together effectively. To bring people I mean, together and... I would, I would always say... Yes, yes, do an experiment then, right? Yeah. So if we have a hypothesis that we can work better together by doing two or three days, then let's do that. Because when you kind of get down to it and you say, well, actually, what is your level of commute? And us, I'm down the road or it's 30 minutes. You can arguably, you know, reasonably say, well, actually, let's come together, let's try this. Um, I, I just think that, I think as long as there is valid reasons, you're not just saying... You know, coming for the sake of it's it. It's not like just being enforced on them. And yeah, it's not like yes, yeah, old school management. Yeah. Like you know, if I can't, you're not working it unless I can see you, yeah. right? Um, versus actually, we think that by coming together, these are the things that we hope to achieve. Mm-hmm. So, you know, greater levels of productivity, i.e., value, maybe, and you know, a better collaboration happening because, and it's 
it's fat, like the feedback loops are shorter. Like you can have a conversation with someone, you can you listen in, you can um, you can have an idea and test those things. Yeah. Um, whereas with Slack, you know, it's a great tool and async meetings and all this stuff is fantastic, but only there is a delay, right? Um, and again, it might be fine if you're just kind of just doing an engineering, just cut some code and it's, you're just in a feature factory type mm-hmm. world. But if you're not, then I would beg the question that actually if you came together, we could try this out and see if we get a, a different result. Um, and I would always say, what have we got to lose? So, because um, I know there's a level of resistance um, yeah. for various reasons. You know, people have got time commitments. As a, yes, there's a cost element. Um, but yeah, for, for, my, for my experience of being in the industry from a recruitment perspective, um, the number of um, challenges that we've kind of seen in the shift is, is a dependency on the family um, you know, and sort of like school runs, pickups, etc. Yeah. And, and people have got used to that. Have, yeah. um, and also, it's an impact on, I think, like I think you just mentioned it, the cost element. Um, you know, so I think I think a number of people are saving on things like childcare now. Um, huge, yeah, and, and, and it's it like three, four o'clock, and they can still log back on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I agree. I think um, you know, if it, but, but that's why I call it about flexible hybrid, yeah. right? So. If you've got to do the school run, do do the school run. But you know, yes, I did have an extreme case of saying, "Yeah, I'm quite happy to do a bit." You know, have someone in in the office and then remote. Um, as well, I'll come in at ten and I'll leave at two. And I was like, "Well, that's that's not really hybrid, <laughs> is it?" Right. So, um, and and you're going back to what? Pick up some very young children and then you're going back to work, right? So, you know, I think maybe you edit this bit out, but I think that like, as you know, looking after toddlers is. They have no oh, differentiation okay. whether you're yeah. working or not. So, mm-hmm. so you I can't think just uh, stick them in front of the TV or an iPad. No, no. And I think you've got to. It's got to be fair back to the business that you know you're, you're offering you know good benefits package, salary. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm always a bit of a believer in you know fair days work for a fair days pay kind yeah, of um, in, in in my mindset. Um, but I think strike the right balance. But I don't think you know we need to be shy about it. I think if an organisation thinks you know they're going to get better value out of the their teams by bringing them together more frequently yeah. and it's for the right so, reasons then so be it yeah so i think what you're saying is that it, it's about how it's communicated it's it's that whole communication piece really isn't it yeah and and, and people don't like change uh, and they're you know out of a population of people some will be like great happy to do it mm. others will be like you know a few grumbles and then there'll be a subset that'll be this this doesn't work for me yeah um but i think most people um, used to work in the office, um, you know, unless your you, your first job was during the pandemic. At some point, you were in working yeah, in the office. Most people right? used to do at least four days a week yeah. in the office, correct? Um, and that's what we did um, prior to COVID. Yeah. Um, we allowed one day a week working from home, yeah. um, and that was it. Yeah. Um, but um, I mean, one thing that we've um, literally recently just um, implemented um, is. Um, we're flexible um, we've got flexible start and finish times yeah. we um, allow we, we, you know we, we work to hybrid model and yeah. um, we more recently because there's not as many of us um, in the office we've asked that if there's a way that we can have one day a week which is mandatory um, which is we usually is a Monday yeah. and then another day so just two days a week where we can have maybe like 80 90 percent of the team in the office together yeah um, and we've, we've, what we've tried to do is just communicate that in a way where it's not mandatory, it's not, you know. Yeah. And I literally I was just like, look, if you've got, 
I don't know, dentist appointment or the washing machine man due to come over, then yeah. obviously that's not us saying you've got to do that second day every week. Yeah, sure. Um, but, you know, we explain the reasons behind it and yeah. the why. And I, I think that's why, you know, when you don't do that, yeah. I think that's when you can kind of struggle with, with these changes. Yeah, definitely. And I think taking your industry as well, you you know, productivity arguably you can measure quite easily, right? You have targets that you yeah. need to hit. Mm. And that is a level, that's throughput orientated to, to a large extent. So so that there's there's definitely probably easier measures potentially in, in kind of you know in, in in your industry. In software engineering it's, it's a little bit more difficult because you're kind of in this amorphous how do we chip value which is a is a combination yeah. of inputs to create that value. It's not hard and fast, I did a thousand lines of code today. They it's used to measure that in twenty five years time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, but I think um yeah I think it's interesting like I, our, our view is, you know, we, we want to bring people together more mm-hmm. so that we can maximise the value that we deliver to for our organisation and for our customers. Yeah. Um, and we 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 have the the platform to do that, right? We have a we have a good office and we want to have a good culture. We want to keep building on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and there'll always be a subset of engineers, probably, and other types of roles that mm-hmm. will be. No, I want to be remote, hundred yeah. percent. Um, and we kind of have to deal with that I think yeah fantastic um, and we, we touched we've already touched a little bit around um, innovation I know this is something that you were quite passionate yeah. and, and keen to mm. um, talk about how do you think the hybrid model or the remote model has impacted wow. innovation well wow. you could you could look at say some of the very big organisations in the states where innovation is their cornerstone mm. so and who are asking people to come back so whether you're Google, you know, and Apple, you know, Google was well, huge organised. Yeah, but that whole business is built on innovation, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, where was Google thirty years ago? Like it didn't exist. Mm. Um, well, it probably did exist in some semblance, but not as it, as we know but not today. As we know them now, yeah. So the challenge you've got is particularly around innovation or companies that need to deliver a lot of innovation to be competitive and market leading. I think that's a real risk when you have. In my view, a remote or heavy, well, heavy remote or hybrid model. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've often found to really drive innovation, you do need a bunch of smart people in the same place together. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I just don't I don't understand and see how it's possible to be done remotely. It, I, I, just, I mean, there's a few companies that are remote and who have been quite innovative, yeah. but then there's few and far between. Yeah, I guess. I guess the other thing is it depends on the person as well, doesn't it? And the, the mix of the people that you have together. It does, um, but the, the main thing is the, is the, is the feedback cycles, like that, that ability to communicate very rapidly and to test things quickly, test ideas and then, you know, change direction. And yeah. typically... You have that bit, instant yeah, feedback. Yeah, so you're, you're small and nimble, so it's typically probably the more innovative companies are the smaller companies, yeah. right, you know. Lots of large organisations have innovation hubs and labs and stuff, but um, if you're a small business and that's you've got a core product and part of that product success is based on how innovative it is, right? Mm-hmm. How are you disrupting the marketplace? Then bringing people together is going to accelerate that. And um, you know, my my in my former role at Hugo, I had people in the office actually four days a week at the height of a Did you? at the height of a remote. Um, and, right. and I, that's um, interesting because everything that I used to hear about the culture and the environment there was really positive. Yes, so it was an interesting. 
I was of the mindset from a strategic point of view that, you know, we've got an idea and a concept, literally it's a post-it note. How do you mm-hmm. take an idea and build a compelling product? And not, not only just a compelling product, a technically very difficult, complex product. Mm-hmm. There's technology being used in there in terms of how bringing stuff together, like, you know, with the Unreal Engine and spinning this stuff up in AWS on demand and, you know, sub-second, you know, your video feed's going in and you can experience that environment and that's all being kind of broadcast back to you in 100 millisecond at 1080p. There's no library that you can go and download some framework on some of this stuff. It, we were kind of breaking new ground. So I, so I knew that was going to be tough. Like, how do you take an idea and turn that into something? And the easiest way to do that is to bring a bunch of smart people together to, to do that. And that's, that's what we did. Um, it was an interesting time to, to recruit because um, a lot of headhunters like, yeah, you'll never do it because everyone wants to remain. I said, well, we will. Uh, and what was an interesting side effect was that we, that we managed to get what I would call some of the, the higher end engineering capability in the lease community actually wanting to be back in the office because mm. they've missed working in that kind of environment where there's an well, energy and collaboration. Pool, isn't it? That yeah. because they are out there. They are out there. The, yeah. So the talent pool was like this, and when I, you know, I'm saying four days a week, it went like that. But of what was left, very very high caliber. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so we got a good result with that. Um, built a very good engineering culture. Our, you know, the throughput was phenomenal in terms of you talk about. We're just going to move on to that actually yeah. engineering culture is, yeah. is kind of like the. Uh, yeah, I, I I I I sometimes think well, if you did that remotely, could you've got the same result? And I think possibly, but I think it would have taken twice as long three yeah. times as long yeah. um, and, you, and and that's just that bit from the product you don't have everything else in terms of like the the engineering culture that surrounds that which again is a bit more intangible right so that's that that's that energy that you, when you walk into a place you can get a feel for you're not walking mm-hmm. into a library right it, it's, there's, a, there's activity here it's positive um, and we used to bring people into the office for that reason at interview stage so that they they felt that yeah, oh, absolutely. I think that's really important, particularly at interview stage. And I, I met some of your team at um, an event, actually, yes. and they were all really, really energised, you know, full of energy, really interested in, um, I think it was a DNI event. Yes. Um, yeah. And they were really interested um, in DNI. And these were these were techies, you yeah. know, they yeah. were DevOps, there was a DevOps guy, there was a tester, um, a couple of your female um, engineers. Yeah. Um, and they spoke really passionately about the business and the team um, yeah. yourself as well that's always um, good to hear so, <laughs> <laughs> um, which was really um, yeah it was really refreshing and I didn't I didn't realise it didn't obviously it didn't come up in conversation but I didn't realise they were all doing four days a week in the office yeah so we were the outliers that's, that's a huge that's yeah that's a great yeah I um, it was a bet that I had that if you want to take something that isn't because ideas are really easy to come up with it, you know turning it into something it's, real yeah it's been consistent hard. with it isn't it and yeah. then turning it into something yeah. that that stays you know like you said when we were talking earlier about making that shift you know yeah. you can trial it you can you know try and sort of softly, then, softly make that yeah. change um, but the real success is is in it staying and working and productivity levels increasing. Yeah, and, and innovating on it. So everything yeah. we're doing is innovating. That, that's why I think that, you know, the, the big organisations where innovation is actually key, that's why they are bringing, when Zoom bringing people back in the office, right? Yeah. You know, they, they sell a, a, a product for meetings, online meetings, right? But 
They know. They know that they need to innovate, right? Yeah. Um, you know, their share price went through the roof and that came back to normal yeah. levels. But they need to. They need to innovate. So, um, so I think productivity is one thing, and that depends on who you are and shape of business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, innovation, in my mind, though, you want a smaller number of very smart people together to really push the curve um, of what is possible with the technology and then turning that into value. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, that I would still stand by that, that I think it's a darn sight easier to do when you have people together. People together, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant, well, it's been really interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, no, really interesting. And what's, it'd be nice to just end on what's next week. I know we've obviously, you've only been at Bead for three months. Um, I don't know how much of this you can share, <laughs> but it just might be interesting yeah. if you could share what's next on your journey um you know what's kind of what's ahead over the next six to 12 months uh yeah so there's there's a lot going on at b which is great um so we've got um more projects to deliver we've got some really fantastic customers that we're continually delivering further value in terms of features and etc um looking at how we kind of optimize our our platform um so we've done lots of different things from whether it's from the from the data side of things or in terms of you know how can we engineer our platform to kind of you know um, simplify some aspects um, because you know there's a lot lot to it, um, but actually just continually evolve that that product set that platform offering and then all of that's delivering value back to our existing customers and new customers. Um, so also looking at um, sort of from a, from a tech point of view, you know how can we leverage perhaps some of the generative AI capability that is out there today? How does that work within within our our platform and our the value that we can deliver back to our operators um, again linked to sort of machine learning aspects as well um, so yeah there's there's lots lots in there lots to get Fantastic. get teeth into and yeah. get get going on so Sounds quite like, excited yeah, about said. next year in terms of what what we can do yeah. so yeah Fantastic. brilliant sounds great well thank you yeah, very thank much you. for your time it's been really interesting and um, if any of our listeners viewers once we start sort of release the podcast um on the socials, if anyone wants to reach out to you and contact you, is LinkedIn the Probably best? Probably LinkedIn is the best, yeah. 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 yeah, fantastic, brilliant. Well, thanks very much again for your thanks, time. Thanks, Sandra. Yeah. Thank you. Great stuff.